Hi there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the show. This is a Merciful Podcast, and today um, it's a rare honor to have this duo that I'll be talking to. Um, as some of you know, we've really we've really explored different kinds of relationships on the show, relationship between spouses, between people, and today we're going to be looking at a relationship between a father and a daughter, and not mine. You already heard my story, being someone with ex-daddy issues, but today, um, I have a special friend of mine. We go way back to college and she's one of my sisters and I love her so much. And growing up and I guess going to college and being roommates with her, I've had legendary, legendary tales about her dad. Um, and she just used to make us laugh about, you know, things her dad would say in certain situations. You know how you feel like you, you know the dad before even meeting the dad. And so, um, I've met her dad a couple of times. But today I have them together on the show. So it's really special for me because I know that it's also very important to her. So I want to thank her for, you know, trusting us on the show to, you know, get that story done. So today I'm talking to my wonderful friend, um, Fumlaya Jao. She is, um, a dear sister of mine. She's an art lover. She found herself in science, but I think she should, she should have just been an entertainment mogul. Fumi can crack you up for days. She's a fashionista. She loves to look good. Uh, she loves people. She loves lights, camera, all that pizzazz. But in recent years, her passion has, you know, shifted to mentoring and counseling. And she attributed this to her intimacy with God and also the impact her dad has had on her life. And I was speaking of her dad. His name is Chief Ganiyo Hazan. He's, um, an octogenarian, which is, you know, 80 and above. He lives in Nigeria, he loves his family, and he loves his country, but he loves God much more. And and he's an astute and honest businessman and, ha- and has had decades of experience in shipping commodities across the world. Spending time with his family is very important to Chief Ghaniyo Hassan, and that's um, also what he's passionate about, sharing knowledge, experiencing wisdom, and also all of that good stuff for people around. Join me, everyone, in welcoming... Um, Chief Hazan and his lovely daughter to the podcast. So I want to say thank you, sir, and thank you for me for doing this together. Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's a pleasure. And I forgot to mention, Fumi is a wonderful mom to two little little girls, and they're super talented. And a lovely wife to Mr. Lukmana Chow. So I guess let's just start together. I, I like to see this. It really warms my heart. I think you and Chiamaka were one of the, and Lamaga, I think, our friends, circle of friends. When you guys used to talk about your dad, it made me always remember that, okay, it's possible to have such a very close bond with one's father. You know, you know, fatherhood can be quite, I guess, as we've grown older, we realize that it's not quite as easy as we thought as kids. And the older we get, the more we tend to want to appreciate our parents more because they really did the best that they could. So I'd like to ask you, Daddy, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood, sir? What was it like growing up back then? And how was your relationships like with your parents? Hmm. My name is Ganyu Ako Asan, as you have known. I was born at Ijoko on the 17th March 1936. And the time for that is very nice, very decent. I attended Ebenezer Africa Central School in Yoko and PBHS Abeokuta Baptist Boys High School. Then I passed out, that was 1960. After that, then I worked from, for some 
years. Then after that, then I registered a company. I become an independent man, and that was 1970. So the life by that time, very decent, very neat, but there's no money. <laughs> because it was the time of when found, found not Naira has not been established. So therefore, is very scarce. You get it, but we enjoy life. There's security. There's speed. You get me now? Yes, and I do. We are managing life. So glory be to Wow, that was a long time ago. I, I wasn't born when we were using pounds there, but I know this was before 1960. So that's <laughs> it's it's nice to really hear that. And for me, what was your childhood like? And just tell us just a little bit more about yourself. And you look beautiful, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So really, um, we grew up around the Maris, so you should know life then was all about, you know, um, eating sleeping we had no care in the world we had no worries but you know it was it was in the early 90s so it was still military era so a little bit of tension when we care about riots or who then but it wasn't as bad then as it is now with you know the kidnapping and insurgency here and there but we felt secured we felt loved and um i had siblings it was a it was a very large family so there's always we always had people in the house so it was fun life was fun we weren't so um into the internet as my children are so into now so we could come out play with one another you know games have fun games and you know it was fine was better to me life was better then than it is now for our children although yes money is money is now circulating more than it was then but we weren't so much about money then it was all about building relationships and all i think you're, you're correct i think the older we get the more we realize that our childhood was probably an idyllic time we didn't know then and so it makes me wonder, like, the 20 years down the line, we'll look back to today and think about today, like, oh, those were the good old times, right? So I think the yeah. more we live, the more we get more insights. I wish we could yeah. live our lives sometimes backwards. Like, you know, go back and be like, oh, okay, I should have done this better. I could have done this better. better right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Daddy, what, what does it mean, like, to be a father from your perspective? It's common for most women to say that motherhood is the best job in the world. I mean, heck, we have two mothers there across the world. There's a Mother's Day we celebrate in the U.S., which is coming up this week in May. And then there's another Mother's Day they celebrate in UK and Nigeria. I think that was sometime last month in April. Can you tell us what it means to be a father in your perspective and the important roles fathers play in children's lives? Hmm. Father's Day in our Nigeria here is very nice because we accommodate with children. We like children, we love children, then, and we are proud of our children and the younger ones. So, glory be to God. So, like in general, while we were talking, you mentioned that um, giving them good education and taking good care of them, it starts from having interest in them in the first place, you know? Yeah. Fathers these days do not have interest, don't have interest in. They just believe that once you father a child, give it to the mother, give it up to the mother to tutor and nurture the child. But back then, because the way I felt growing up, I used to use him as a yardstick for how fathers should be. Because my dad was kind of that that by 6 p.m., his latest is in the house. It was not about, it was all about work, but he knew he had to keep a balance because you need to be present for them to know that, you know, um, my dad will be back. So I'm not allowed to go out and spend late nights. I'm to come back before he gets back. So he curbed us a little bit. We didn't, um, we didn't explore the ways 
the new generation do now where you know they can come back anytime they like we know that once your dad is home you hear the sound of the horn <laughs> are running back you are running back into this not your, the sitting room the room the room, the room yeah and, and they put eyes block on the tv so they can pull it down uh <laughs> I'm telling you, and you know, TV didn't used to start back then until, until like four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so not like now they can wake up five a.m. and start watching Jim Jam. <laughs> there was <laughs> there was caution then, and we try our best to still instill that in them and remind yeah. them of the good old days. Mm. Yes. Thank you, thank you, um, Daddy. I'm curious to know: can you share some of the best mm-hmm. memories you've had so far? As far as being a father, they're one of your best memories you've had with your children. My best memory is when my first daughter passed out from university and when my last child passed out from University of Lagos, <laughs> I was so happy. I was so delighted. And also, I'm having about eight children. And all of them were graduated in the university. So glory be to God that wow. I could be able to manage them. Because during my own time, I didn't have that opportunity. It's an opportunity. Do you get me? Yes, sir. That the children were educated, and which is more important. If any country is having 100% income, and they can spend 60% of that income for the education, on education, is is better. Even 80% of the income, if it can be spent on education, so it's better. So education is key, is life, and which we should not neglect or leave. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. No, thank you, sir. Those were really um, good reminders. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. In fact, studies have shown that education is one of the ways to lift people out of poverty and improve generational outcomes. So that strong emphasis on education, I think it's very important and it's a good reminder for our audience as well. Because I think, given that good education now costs a lot of money, a lot of family would want to like compare, like you know what, let's just send to send them to that other school because it's cheaper. But will it be cheaper on the long run? Probably not. So, um, and I remember growing up, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And because what happened was that they spent a lot of money on our education, but we didn't live in a very nice house. But now, you know, we're in a place where all of that paid off. So think about the future and what you want to pay for. Is it going to be partying and food and all that for now? And then suffer later? Probably not. So, yeah, you're very right, son. Thank you for that reminder. Yes, for me, you want to say something? No, no, you actually hit the nail when you mentioned that better to go, you know, when you compare schools now in Nigeria, yeah, there are some really absurd ones, like very, very unrealistic. But there are some that, you know, you know, it's it's not really affordable at the moment for you. But when you struggle with your partner to make it happen for your children, because you believe on the long run, it's going to place them, connect them, and give them the necessary exposure that they need later on in the future. Because you're as rich as the people you know, really. Yes. So you can imagine you going to school or schooling with um, um, kids from very um, rich background with rich knowledge, not necessarily financially. You learn from them, you know. I remember growing up while I was in secondary school, I used to learn from the books I I read and you would you would think that I've been to the US or UK and all of that. But you can imagine me then meeting people that have actually been there. I think the information and the knowledge I would have gained from them would have been richer than even the books I read. So so I think connecting one one's um children to the right people matters now you know and that's what most people do now that they even relocate to um like they they don't want their children left behind in civilization not necessarily for them for their children so that they are setting them on a higher pedestal you know to speeding up their success rates really 
That's a very, very good point because I think for a lot of us that didn't grow up with a lot of intergenerational wealth, like our parents are self-starters, education helps us buy that upward mobility in the society. So you get like that card to enter into spaces. So going to good schools might help your kids to have that good leverage. And we know that in Nigeria especially, if you don't have that foundation for like good English and math skills, you can be left behind. You are just almost automatically excluded except you are super successful in other areas that might not require you to be in an academic or super professional setting. But that foundation plays a very, very important um, role in a, a child's future. So for me, my question for you is this, and I do know some of the memories talk about your dad. You say it was like, life of a man, you know. No cause for culture, everything is under alarm. You had all these comebacks about your dad, and dad, I know so much about you already. And it still makes me laugh. I know when his birthday was just, you know, two months ago, you had put the his picture on your WhatsApp style. I was like, oh my God, today is life of a man's birthday. Like, send me high to him. And then we laughed and laughed and laughed. I know you have plenty of good memories of your dad, but can you tell us one that stand out? And I do think you got your sense of humor from him. Even though I know your mom, shout out to your mom, by the way, she's super chill and super, you know, um, cool and all that. But your dad, I feel like you just got your dad wicked sense of humor. So tell us some of the memories you have about your dad. Um, he has he has his ways with words, uh, like you already know. So you know those short phrases <laughs> can make you be a stand-up comedian. Like <laughs> when you just throw it, <laughs> you throw them at the right time. Yeah, and he's very good with comebacks. So I got that from him as well. You know, those are when I think about you know those words. Yes, I laugh sometimes, but. Most especially is um is is my father is my dad is not confrontational. So when I remember sometimes when you try to avoid some some instances, even with his children, I'll be like this man that I thought was going to shout the whole house down, and then he's the one avoiding to even bring up the topic. You know, growing up, I just be like this one is is hard, it's tough, but it's so, it's also soft, you know. You know, it's, it's so soft and accommodating. And that's why, you know, my kids, they come around the phone. They always ask, which, which, where are we going to? I'll be like, um, are we going to grandpa's house? Which of the grandpa's? I'll be like, grandpa, last. I'll be like, yes, we are going there. <laughs> you know, be around him. So I remember him for his words, um, his love for children. And um, standing by us all through, like you said, he has the children, and I'm. I just believe we are privileged for him to be alive to, you know, give us all out in marriage to all our spouses, from the first to the last. You know, him walking me down the aisle on my wedding day, and you know, I didn't want to cry. I think you were there. You were the MC, and you know, when I saw him leaving. You know, before the guest left, that was the only time I cried because I was like, ah, leaving so soon. And my, me just hearing his voice every day when we call and talk to him, knowing that he's fine. He always, he's always having the same response to some questions. You are wishing him happy birthday and he's telling you, I wish you the same. I'm like, <laughs> it's not my birthday. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's just, he has, he has, um, a good heart, so he, he wishes everyone well. So even when you are praying for him, he won't let you finish oh. your own prayer before he will twist it and just then you start wondering who is praying for who. You know, I remember when I finished um, the uni and I, I used to get angry. I, I told my mom that why is this prayer for me that um Okorere? and I'm like, hey, he was praying for me, saying Okorere. He's praying for my sister. He's saying. Well, she masters. I'm like, this man doesn't want me to go for masters. So which one is Okorere? <laughs> like, like, which one first? Now let me to do masters before he start saying Okorere. But you know, all things work together for good. And I know yeah. wish and thoughts for me were good, and they're still very much uh, perfect. Well. I pray that he keeps living you know, long and long to you know, eat more of the fruit of his labor, and that God will keep him in perfect health as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daddy, I have a question for you, sir. So a lot of us carry parental wounds 
especially from the father's side. And for me personally, I grew up thinking my dad was not um, someone that really cared about me. But the older I got and the more we talked, I realized it wasn't so. He was just so busy with work and work was priority. And because of that, there was this emotional distance between me and my dad. But we're okay now. But I do know some people that anytime they hear the word daddy, it brings them a lot of um, hurt in their hearts. And, and because of these unaddressed issues from childhood, what do you think um, you can say to those people? And how do you think fathers of today can do better so that they can be more, uh, I guess, validating of their kids or even more like being more expressive about the love they have? Because I believe that most parents love their children. You know, I believe that, but maybe some of them are not very good in expressing it and showing it. So these children grew up not feeling like they were loved by their parents, especially by, by their fathers. So what do you have to, you know, say about that and how can we help support these kind of people? Hmm. We have to do a lot. The first is interest. We have to create interest in our children. We have to love them. You know, we have to educate them. We have to expose them. You think because um, education is an exposure, uh, traveling is an exposure, um, and so on and so forth. But the most important thing is to have love and not to have uh, any bias mind in any of them, either female or male, to train them together to join them together, to have the same love and do everything that the parents should do to make them happy, to create happy home, which is necessary. If you do that, then you will see that your children also will be all right in life because you have been interested, you have been interested in them as they themselves, they will love you as parents, which is most important. Mm. Thank you for that, sir. I think you are very right about, I mean, everything you said, 100% true about showing interest in them, exposing them maybe through education and also travel, but most importantly, showing them love and not having that biased intention. Because I think for so many kids, not hearing that word, you know, I love you or you, I'm proud of you, it can just create that sense of those loneliness and they go outside and seek those validation from really, really poor sources. So thank you for that. Reminder. For me, I'm, I'm curious, you know, for someone that has been filled with so much love, you know, your mom and your dad and all that, and what would you say as far as, you know, knowing my own story as someone that had that issues, and I know we used to laugh about it sometimes, but um, what are some of the things you can say to kind of encourage children on the other end of the aisle who might not have had such privilege to have such a loving family like you? Um, I have to say this first. Uh, my dad is not one of those. No, no, no. You know, the daddies in the past, they are not so good with words. So they don't express themselves very well. So that also affected me a bit. I remember sharing that with you in the uni. So I wasn't also good with words. Um, my actions used to speak louder than my words because <laughs> I, I didn't know how to express myself because I got that from home. But, um, in retrospect, thinking about it, it did the best it could do, you know, by being present in the first place, being there in the first place. You know, it's not just throwing out, you know, mind, mindless words and not showing up. Some people can say those words and when you need them, they are not there for you. So now that I'm more matured and I'm grown, I can think back and know that was the best way of showing that I care. We then used to use words of affirmations or validations in growing up my house then too. But now thinking about, thinking about it, I knew they cared because all they could have said, they, they did. But what I do differently now is I do and I also say. So there's no confusion. Because yeah. if not for the word of Christ and, you know, a strong mindset and independent spirit. Like you said, one can seek validation somewhere else. Dangerous places. But I was, the word of God kept me grounded. on the straight path. Oh. And, and I'm grounded in, in this word. And I 
now appreciate the the things they did for me then my mom and my dad by my dad so now i can say to anybody now saying we don't do this in my house we don't say this in my house that that doesn't mean they don't care about you you just have to think about all the things they do like i tell people birthdays in my house cannot be missed like some people celebrate one year birthday five years 10 then 21 like one two three we celebrate yearly in my house and that's one thing my parents got right and i made sure that i pass that on to my children as well every year is important you need to be grateful to god for marking a new year and they don't miss it i remember growing up my father will you know envelope money and write your name both be on it then they'll be a photographer taking a picture of him handing over the gift and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know you must stand for that pose and that's his own way of showing you that hello oh, i care oh. and i appreciate you so that wow. stands out wow wow you're right i think the older we get the more we realize that our parents no some parents can be feeling us you know we're not talking about those kind of parents but the ones that try their best they only knew what they you know they could do better and i imagine that even our own kids will have something to say about us too, when we, when they get older but the idea is to keep doing better and seeing how we can improve on our process because nobody gets it right the first time but um i'll, I'll hold on to that of affirming love in your kids love can never spoil children those that are listening there's no there's no love that can spoil a child you being present you being you know saying those nice words to them i'm proud of you know it's, it's not only when they are doing something wrong they are screaming and shouting even when they do something right scream and out of excitement and let them know you really care about them because otherwise children children don't go you know they are not well adjusted when they don't hear those kind of affirming words now um the next question i'd like to ask is this there's this generational gap that is growing you know between in families because of you know there's rapid urbanization the world is becoming more globalized there's immigration western influences and other you know external factors um in a way because of this rather most grandparents are not well invested in their grandkids life i'll take for example growing up i used to go to my grandparents house my grandparents houses my both my maternal and paternal maternal and paternal but as we grew older we kind of lost that touch and i moved out of the country and you know and so it was kind of hard to keep in touch with technology because there's only so much mama can say on the phone now that she's getting older i don't see her anymore and i only have one um grandmother still alive the rest you know have died so i'm curious to know like because of this i feel like a lot of our cultural values might not be um what passed around very well because i do believe that grandparents play such a huge role in um strengthening the bond you know in the families and passing down those good cultural values so what are some of the ways you think we can um do better in narrowing this gap especially in a situation where physical distance take for example grandparents are in Nigeria or in the village somewhere in Nigeria or Africa and the, you know the kids and the grandkids are you know outside of the country in another continent what are some of the things we can do to bridge those gaps between you know um families that are so separated I think um when I asked him that question earlier something in that line he mentioned um that you know, he said some things and I had to jot them down okay he was like first of all um how um it's part of our culture is for you to have god part of our culture is for us to have god and for us to have faith in god and for us to worship god So um cultural values are very important is the life of the children so therefore we have to introduce the best culture to our children and grandchildren it is difficult to pass away with your culture um we mentioned that there is no country in the world that don't have their own culture even the western world they all have their culture the greeks the israelites the americans the british and we africans we all have our specific culture and whether we like it or not everybody um everybody seeks a higher god a higher being be it the christians or muslims there are thousands and millions of religions out there 
and everybody believed that there is a higher source. And in it, in that belief, is also culture. It's part of the culture. It's the way of life. So it believes that once you have God, it's easier for you to pass down your various cultures to your children. Mm. And um, it believes wisdom comes from God. And once you are close and intimate with God, your children can get that from you and learn that from you. And you can impact those cultures to your children. And um, so I just had to put that, put that down because, you know, I had a feeling that it might be a bit tired by the time we're getting to the, the uh, I that question. That. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't have even thought of responding that way, linking, you know, our values and then, you know, God. But it's all right. Wisdom comes from God. And to pass anything down, it has to come from a, a place of good intentions. And the ultimate good intention to me is someone that is you know, close to God. So thank you for that. So funny for you, I know you already mentioned that bringing your kids to come visit your dad are some of the ways. But what other intentional steps are you taking to make sure that your kids are connected to your mom and dad? Uh, thank God for technology. We do um, WhatsApp call, video calls. Uh, it gets them gifts. I forgot to mention that. We mentioned that if you are not financially capable of showing them that you care by sending gifts and, you know, spending a little bit on them as well, you know, it, it draws them closer. And, you know, they say, I got this from my grandpa. My grandpa or my grandma got me this. It makes them want to come back for more, you know, children. So, um, I tell them about growing up, how it was there for us. I tell them about what it did, even when we are wronger, we used to chastise us. And they'll be like, Grandpa used to beat. I say, ah, Grandpa can still beat too. Hey, I'll tell them how we used to use Koboko, Koboko on us, you know, those tiny ones. But my dad made pizza, funny enough. He had only beaten me once in my life. Wow. So, um, but um, they, they still don't see me in that light because they see him as he can't do wrong. Yeah, I say that's the like, grandpa. That's the grandparents come, <laughs> and then children are looking like, <laughs> no way, you don't know this person. I like, I know them. <laughs> I told, I told my colleagues at work that our duties and our, our, our um, what is required of us as parents is different from what we are going to experience as grandparents. They are two different. They'll be like, ah, and um, they'll be like, I don't want to go through the stress of taking care of my own children and still have to take care of their children. And I'm like, don't say that. You need to pray that you should you should do both because it's another dimension. I see my parents with my children and I'm like, <laughs> they were not like this with us. So, so I don't know where this new love, <laughs> this new pure affection love. Pure love and <laughs> is like, don't touch them, don't beat them, give them whatever they want, give them the fat, fattest chicken and i'm like ah wait they'll tell us <laughs> they won't eat the meat until you're done with the food so they are too opposing so i guess the love is is, is different it's, it's, a, another, it's a different layer yeah it has a lot of grace another dimension and i want to experience that i pray we all experience that because yes. they they it's not about them being tired or getting older they don't have strength to shout anymore but they don't even see them as their children they see them as I don't know, maybe angels. I and think I so. see them as rats. <laughs> I see them as angels, like they cannot do them any harm. So um they are closer to my parents. I don't know. Um they are more accommodating, I guess. So they are very close to my parents and anytime they mention you mention, oh, we are going to grandma and grandpa's place, they're excited. Mm, that's good. That's I, I really like to hear that. That's really, really good. So, sir, um, I know you are very passionate about Nigeria. You, you, I mean, you've done very well with your business, and so delighted. Yeah, and God does be with you. Amen, amen. So, about Nigeria, growing up, we used to hear that it's going to get better, it's going to get better, and I look back now in my very short years, it seems like the country is getting worse. Do you have any hope, sir, for Nigeria as far as you know? For people that like us that are upcoming, 
to kind of hold on to that dream that the country will get better because what we are seeing right now is nothing to write home about. Thank you for Nigeria. Yes, hope for Nigeria. Yes, hope for Nigeria. Because we are having intellectual in Nigeria. Do you get me? Yes, yeah, so it's only, you know, um, 1970, uh, $1 is a what? One dollar. $1. And I told my associate, can United States survive this climate? He said they can survive. The intellectuals will sit down together and exchange the ideas. And uh, we see that the dollars will rise up. What is the exchange rate today? <laughs> eh? The Nigeria will be better. Once we have the people that can sit down together, that can unite, if there's unity, there's nothing that people cannot do. But if the people are not united, the whole thing will be in the nest. Oh. There shouldn't be any travel history. The religions should be what? God is one. We have two. It's only one. We should believe in one God, the creator of heaven and earth, and the open to ourselves. There shouldn't be any hidden agenda. If we do that, we will find Nigeria in a, in a big way. Oh. In, a big, in a better way. Because oh. we have the intellectuals. We have okay. the resources. God bless us with the resources. Our all is number one in the world. If you are greedy, the gold is number one in the world. The coal is number one in the world. And so on and so forth. The gas that we are having is number one. What, what do we then want? What do we then need is to unite ourselves, to understand ourselves, to respect ourselves, to work together, and do planning. Without planning, you cannot execute. We have to plan and execute. And also train our children. Because the youth are the life of the, any country. They are the future of the country. To educate them, to enlighten them, to bring them up in a godly way. And to believe that we don't have two gods. It's only one. If we do that, we will find Nigeria in a good, in a better, in the best in the world. Thank you, sir. Um, Looking back on your life and all that you've accomplished so far and the legacy you have built, do you have anything you would have done differently if you could do it all over again? And I don't have any regret. I don't have any regret because I believe that the climate or the situation we find ourselves, it will be improved. It will be controlled. It will be all right. So therefore now I have no regret because I believe that the future will be brighter. I hope, I have hope that the youth and the experience of the elders because the youth also need the experience. Without experience, it's very difficult for any country to survive. You use the experience to save any country. Do you get me now? Yes. When you discuss together, you think together, you t- do things together, you get me now, you plan together. So you can go into any length, any strength. You can have any strength and go into any length. In any country. So therefore, I have hope. Therefore, I don't regret of anything because I have hope that the future will be better off. Wow. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah, do, do your best and just keep moving, looking, keep it going. I think that's the motto here. Um, in our culture, we believe that wisdom is the older people. So as you wrap up, can you give us some words of wisdom? that we can hold on to and that can benefit our everyday lives? First of all, we believe that this is our country and we should make contribution that we make it better, that we make it improve. And we should not destroy what we build. What our grandfather has built up, we should keep it. It's very necessary. It's very important. If we don't destroy, 
we keep it like that. If you don't destroy what you build and you work together, Nigeria will be comparable with any country in in the world. We be one of the best country in the world. You have to show your record is decent, but please don't destroy whatever you build. Oh. Work together, unite your staff, be happy with yourself. If there is any dispute, sit down together and resolve it. And God Almighty will be with you people. Wow. Salani, I don't yeah. know about you. I really, you know, have faith and believe. I want to really believe how passionate he is, but I am I'm a bit doubtful. With, I am, with what I'm seeing with the upcoming generations, how finicky they are, they are not deep, then the lack of conscience, the, you know, I don't know, the 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 real issue is how um how much we value life do they actually value life the way they did in the past uh i think the 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 crave for the pleasures of the world has really robbed robbed them of any form of um, deep seeing or deep thinking and that makes it difficult to to actually believe what my dad is saying but we know with god we don't know what can happen yeah uh, but you know like he said if you don't plan how will you execute and i don't see us planning i don't see us planning for the future even planning for a year so our hope and our faith where does it go because faith is with works faith without works is nothing so and i don't see us working towards that better future and that's why it's very scary that's why it's it's, it's seeming hopeless like you said it's mm. seeming hopeless. Uh, but I hope if we encourage each other like you're doing with the podcast and if people can get to listen before it used to be said that if you can reach but you know people find it difficult to even read these days and so maybe if you take it to to um different um medium like podcast or streaming or medium, listening yeah. mm-hmm. or videos maybe you can sink in better than reading but you can't still do without reading you still have to read it you have to be interested in reading what someone posted before you can click on it to watch so yeah. i don't know you know even as simple as writing long cap- captions you hear them say we'll read this you know it's so sad thing. like how difficult is it to just read a short caption like just read it and see what you can gain from it so i don't know it seems hopeless but i i, I want us to forge ahead in in place and don't allow the what we see to, to spray us all and I will also add to this that what Nigeria needs is a radical change and I think that the next generation or the ones upcoming they might just be best equipped for that and yes it, it seems that this generation they seem different but I like to imagine that our parents generation thought of us as you know radical people as well and I think with the um, uptake of technology and the speed of connectivity, we're seeing more things quickly now. But way back then, when there was no social media, we're probably doing a lot of these things, but we just didn't know. But I do know that um, there's always that wave of change. And change is such, once we start seeing the palpable benefits, it's going to get replicated in different areas of the country. And uh. the same technology that we're using now to see all the bad things, I feel like we can also leverage that to the good things. And I do I believe... Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, we can. There's change is coming. It's just, are we going to be able to see it in our generation? I don't know. And that's where my own cynicism kind of like, you know, gets higher. Like, I, I was told I'm, I'm the future of the country. Well, this is my future now. I still don't see those hope. But we just keep doing the best we can. You know, I'm spreading the good news. And I like what your dad said building things together. Let's not tear ourselves down. Let's, you know, embody that unity in Nigeria. Let's gather. Let's show love. Let's tolerate one another. 
let's come together for the purpose of the country. Because Nigerians, I, I feel when we go other parts of the world, to other parts of the world, we shine so much like superstars. I mean, I've been here for about 10 years now, but I love being Nigerian. I can never, if I go back again, I would like to be born as a Nigerian. I talk about my country because we are a very strong Brazilian people. And I know that with time, those changes will be made in such a way that we can take our place as, you know, giants of Africa and a beacon to the world. Finally, sir, how would you like to be remembered when all is said and done, when the curtains are drawn and you've, you know, done your last act? How would you like to remember, sir? Not only by your, your daughters and your sons or your grandkids, but anybody listening to this, what would you like them to remember about Chief Hazan? Hmm. I, I wish to be remembered that, uh, you know, the best thing is to help people. I have done a lot for the people. Uh, at least I can say that I educated at least 20 people that passed first degree. And I want my people to continue with the education. Any country without education is nothing. Any country without education is what? It's nothing. If it is only what you can establish, it's enough for any country. It's enough to make your country. And that's what I'm telling the people. You should educate your children, your grandchildren. And I'm still with it. If I have penny, I will use that penny on education. And God Almighty will be with you people. Don't throw away education. Because it's the thing that we should remember. We should learn. We should establish. Because it's it's only the home for for Nigeria. And don't forget that there's no any country in the world that is better or good than your country. Home is home. Always home, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Those are good words to live by. Home is always home, yes. Whatever wealth you have, Whatever degree you have, home is what is home. Always oh, home. The way it's home is finished. Home is our home. Mm. Nigeria is what is our home, which will hold you. Home, yeah. which will hold you. And our people mm. work together. If we work together, Nigeria will be one of the greatest because God has blessed us. The rest is left for us. And God will be with you. Thank you very much for staying with you. Thank you, Thanks sir. Thank you very much for hearing you. Thanks very much for seeing you, your sir. face. And God Almighty. Thank you, sir. I'm so great. I'm so delighted. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, for me, I'd like for you to say something to your dad that you haven't said in a while. Like, um, how would you, if you could just say, if you could say some words to your dad, why he's there with you, what kind of word would you like to say so he can remember, you know, Keep remembering when he listens to this. I would just like to tell him that he tried his best, and his best is enough, actually. His best is enough for us. He is a very generous man, and he's um, he's a loyal man, very honest, and can give his right eye for a stranger. And he used to echo out of me, but I used to get so angry, I didn't understand what he was doing but I guess it's part of the grace he received part of the grace he received and it actually worked for him and that's why he can be this old and healthy, he's alive he's doing fine and he's, he's the kind of person that is satisfied with the little he has and I hope to be half of the man that he that he did well wow. for himself and his children wow. and I really wow. appreciate it Thank you, sir. We really appreciate you, Daddy. And on this note, we'll just say um, thank you both for coming on the show today. You are the first father and daughter group. And I know it's going to mean a lot to our listeners to hear, you know, from a daughter about the perspective of their father and also from the father about what he thinks about his kids and the world. And it was so nice to get to know more about you, sir, your love for the country, your emphasis on education and your message of love and tolerance for everybody so on behalf of everybody here on the show, I want to say thank you. And out of that gratitude, we'll be sending both of you on a date to have um, dinner somewhere. We're gonna we're gonna you know get in touch with you after this recording. Um, send you both on a daughter and father date. You know, um, have fancy meal somewhere and um, let us know how it goes. But we just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today. We don't. 
we had we had some technological mishap and we're sorry for that but i'm glad that it finally worked out and it's such an honor to you know spend my saturday with thank you thank you tolani i love you yeah, so, i'm so grateful i'm love so delighted thank you so sir thank you daddy my guys to everybody please mommy especially and your kids and your husband we'll catch you guys on camera bye bye hi there all right, guys. So that was the show, and I'm super excited to have spoken to my friend for me and had that, of course, about just things that I'm really passionate about and looking at that relationship between son and daughter. Well, um, this was the episode. Catch you guys in another episode of the Multiple Podcast. And bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Merciful Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean as it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well. We are now officially on Podbean. It has an app. You can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talk to more at mostable.com or connect with us via instagram at the moral civil podcast cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening <laughs>